Hey everyone and welcome back to the Weekly Awakening Podcast. It is your host, Cosmic Colleen, back with your Astro Weekly Forecast. I want to remind everyone, I am going to Florida. So one thing, this episode might be a little bit longer than normal. So if you need to stop halfway through and come back to it next week, because I'm going to talk about the um, a little bit of what happened this weekend, this week, and a little bit into next week. I am going to Florida on vacation on Tuesday with my family, which I'm super excited about. So next week's episode will not be out till most likely Wednesday, if I had to guess, maybe even a little bit later again. When I get back from vacation and I have a full book of hair to do, my my own energy, my intuitive energy as well as just my functional energy is a little bit tapped out. So bear with me next week. I'm not sure exactly when next week's episode is going to come out. Thank you again for everyone who keeps sharing this episode. I'm getting more daily listeners. Um, People who post about it, again, that's the best way to support the Weekly Awakening podcast right now is basically sharing this with a friend, posting about it on social media, listening, liking it, subscribing it. That really helps me and it's getting this out there. So thank you guys for following along with this journey. This week we have Mercury moving back into Gemini, the full moon in Sagittarius on Monday. We're going to talk about the Venus conjunct Uranus, which happens this weekend and at the end of the week is going to be squared Saturn. Immediately on Tuesday, not immediately, later in the evening, it is at 6.13, the move moves into Capricorn. What else do we have that I want to talk about this weekend? I guess the big things this week are going to be the new moon in Sag, uh, Venus conjunct uh, Uranus, which I talked about a little bit about last week. So go back to listen to that episode if you want to get a better idea about this. But it's going to be squared Saturn. And what else am I going to talk about? Those are pretty much the big things. A little bit of Mercury moving back in. But those are going to be the big transits leading out for this week. I'm excited about this full moon, guys, because full moon in Sagittarius, this has been the first um, full moon in Sagittarius that hasn't been in an eclipse season. You know, 2020 into 2021 was the eclipse season for the mutable rising signs. And that is because we have the lunar and solar eclipses bouncing around in the sign of Sagittarius. So normally with full moons, our emotions are heightened. It brings out, you know, or brings into sharper focus our home environment, our family, our deep subconscious emotions, our fluctuations in fortune, and it highlights that. And it also brings up some very, you know, again, changes in our environment at home, but also brings up, um, I don't know where I was going with that, actually. <laughs> like, wait, where was I going with that? Anyway, so with this full moon, this is the first one that is happening that is an eclipse in Sagittarius. So even though it's a full moon, and again, things are heightened, things are a little bit more dramatic, or our emotions are harder to control, or sort of out of nowhere, happening out of nowhere. So I'm excited, though, because I think that this full moon is really going to be a positive one. It's going to be an easier one. First of all, it's an immutable sign. So mutable signs, um, when a full moon happens in those, I generally think the full moon energy is a little bit more mutable. The chaos is easier to let go of, easier to forgive, and again, just more moving or changing, and it comes in stronger waves. This full moon is going to be sextile Saturn, so that's positive with that. And it's going to be squared Neptune. And so with Neptune, we're going to look more so for things outside of ourselves, a little bit more in the collective or 
us as a whole with something else. So this is going to be, though, a really good healing full moon. Again, it's going to have a positive nature. It's sort of like whatever was happening and played out in Sagittarius in your chart over 2020 to 2021, this is sort of like a beautiful full moon and letting go of that and restarting at the same time. I would say this is a good full moon to do something radical for healing. <laughs> Whether you go do ayahuasca or shout out to my friend Earth Angel Liz. If you remember 2020, I went and did the Cambos uh, ceremony for my own energy. Something that is very out of the box, um, unorthodox, something that sort of shakes things up in a positive way. Sometimes with just like all routines, our spiritual routine can get caught up. It can get stagnant or it can get just the same thing, whether it's prayer, meditation, walking and and we need something new, something fresh sometimes because we get bored and we get dull with what we're constantly doing. So maybe shake something up really big. Maybe instead of meditating, you know, in your living room, <clears throat> go for a trail ride, you know, go out into the woods, go do a water healing, do something with that and gain some spiritual breakthroughs. This is going to be a pretty spiritual uh, new moon. I mean, I'm sorry, full moon. Uh, we're going to be leading with blind faith. That's going to be a theme. There's going to be a little bit of confusion and meaning kind of experiencing something that seems like it's not reality or getting lost in reality. We can get that way. We can get lost with emotions, feeling like we can't see the reality of our emotions is going to be um, the bit is going to be a big thing right here. Yet we're trusting the bigger picture, um, changing your attitude with for a more positive way. Grounding yourself, um, coming down to earth. I know I need that a lot if you know me and I definitely shared on this. I can get lost up in space, lost way up in, way in my head. So grounding yourself. This can be make you feel a little bit emotionally insecure or make you see something the wrong way, maybe, in someone. Um, again, home, family, intimate relationships and emotions are in a bigger focus. They're going to be really put on display and where do we need to have a little more faith around those things how do we need to trust what is happening and again we can feel if we're having some shifts with that we can feel a little bit delusional with the square to neptune um experience something oh yeah again reality keeps coming to me like experience something that makes you question your reality and i think question your reality with emotions i know if i get too emotionally upset or too emotionally I turn into, or I should say, I go into another world. It's heightened. It's almost like the world is moving around me and I'm just sort of simply in existing, like in one of those movies where all times time stops for you. That is sort of losing touch with reality a little bit and just flying through your emotions. But again, come back to your spiritual self. Come back to filling that void with spirituality because that's really what you're seeking. You might seek it in other ways, but that's really what you're going to seek with that so again i'm excited for this full moon you know let go of things that are testing your faith or you know believe that faith is bigger than what is testing it i don't know why you know i guess we have tests in faith because it makes it grow stronger and we can only grow stronger through positively guiding through those tests or getting through the test and seeing how it really did work out for the better so that might be really the themes for this full moon in sagittarius i want to tell you guys a little bit of a story so this past weekend, we had Venus conjunct uh, Uranus, and it's happening in my ninth house, which I have a natal Jupiter, a natal Jupiter in Taurus. And the ninth house is faraway travel, spirituality, religion, 
law, um, just kind of higher learnings altogether. And as you know, Venus rules our um, sisters. It can rule mothers, our children, joy, pleasure, romance, love, self-love. And Uranus is very like sort of out of the box, uh, or, you know, unorthodox, sudden, shocking changes. It can also bring breakthroughs in a good way. So with conjunctions, especially with that, we look at breakthroughs. And I wasn't sure exactly how this was going to show up. And this is some things aren't so major. Sometimes they show up small like this. So I woke up this morning and I had it's kind of out of it, but like a relaxed out of it. I've just been going so hard, work, work, work. And I was able to just take some alone time and I laid down and did some yoga. And then all of a sudden I just like went into this mental place of like prayer and I was crying <laughs> like tears of gratitude and happiness and prayer something that definitely has been missing and for me in the last two years has been sort of like a strong spiritual um, connection and I've been fighting for it yet sort of feeling apathetic about it when I was leaving my ex-husband and you guys remember if you've been following for my podcast you know all about it if not maybe go back and listen but to 2020 I, so much of that relationship, my ex-husband, I married him after two months and it was like a very romantic fairy tale. And so much of my faith was tied into that, you know, my beliefs for something greater than me, God, everything was tied into that. And it definitely carried me through that hard time and through the divorce. However, afterwards, it sort of let me, what I realized, like disconnected me from it. It almost like I lost a little bit of belief because I broke this belief of what I thought love was or this very childlike, you know, it's kind of like that first time you really think what true love is and then it breaks, which is very important. You know, it has to happen. I'm happy all that happened, but I realized it sort of broke my actual spiritual connection and I've been getting by with teaching it and sharing it with people and helping other people. However, again, I was feeling very apathetic and it's been bothering me you know to really show I haven't been putting in as much action as I like to solid action and my body is craving it and yearning it so I lay down and it was all of a sudden it like broke through I was able to focus I was able to pray I was able to cry I was able to mourn I was just so grateful for where I'm at in life and happiness and how I've gotten there and how hard I've worked and I spent an hour doing it and then I wrote my notes for the podcast and I allowed myself to flow and move so much energy I put a frequency on which always happens I just picked one actually 888 a very Jupiter one and that's how that really showed up Venus conjunct Uranus I had a breakthrough I had you know again I cried tears of joy and gratitude and sorrow and just felt this strong connection and in willing and not so apathetic anymore to put the work in there and get my get ass in gear because it's something I've always strived for, something that makes me happy, something I like to do as a priority. If I do that as a priority, put my spirituality or faith there, I tend to be happier. And I tend to put myself in a much energetically positive way. So that I just want to share that. That's how the Venus conjunct Uranus. So that sometimes they just come with that, with awareness or thoughts or healing. And, you know, we sort of are still in this Uranus-Saturn dynamic for the rest of 2021, and it just broke through. And Uranus brings breakthroughs. So that's what you guys might have experienced this week. Now, at the end of the week, it is squared Saturn. So, oh, here we go. That can create a little bit of tension, I guess. Again, with, you know, we have Venus breaking away and wanting to be innovative. And again, go back to last week's episode to talk a little bit more about what with that. We can have one a sudden change. But this could make us feel tension with our loved ones, tension with our friends, our kids, even ourselves, or what brings us joy. We might feel blocked when finding joy or wanting to seek out joy. 
we also f- might feel like we are restricting ourselves or we don't want to restrict ourselves anymore for something or maybe we actually do need to restrict ourselves maybe something we're doing isn't really good for us or maybe it's toxic for us um you know feeling guilty uh, about your morals, meaning maybe you're doing something that isn't normally what you do. Maybe it's not out of your best moral interest. Maybe it's something that usually, you know, um, hmm, am I causing harm when I do this? Am I, do I feel good when I do this? Or am I being sort of sneaky? Am I going against my loyalties, my morals, a feeling of that and feeling guilty for that? And even just some feelings of guilt and you have nothing to be guilty of, maybe past guilts. Those things all need to be released too because they stay in us. Um, Also like feeling like you need to hold up a tradition, again, or a moral that you were raised with, something that you've maybe, it doesn't matter if you don't do it anymore. It doesn't actually change who you are, but you feel like you're going to let someone down. You're going to let your family down, your family traditions down. You're going to let your friends down if they know this certain thing about you or if you decide not to do something anymore, meaning even just like going to church, anything like that. If you feel like, oh, I'm not going to do this. I want that's I need a new identity. My morals or my tradition, you know, my life doesn't line up with that tradition or the way I go about it, but I feel guilty leaving it. Or what are people going to think about that? My advice for that, if you feel that in general, what are people going to think? A, they're not going to die with you. They are absolutely not going to be there on your deathbed. And this is about you living your life. Again, as long as it doesn't hurt someone and you're not causing harm and you're not causing pain and not causing chaos, do what makes you happy. That's what's going to lead you to true happiness anyway. So much of if we don't live our most authentic self, um, if we're afraid of what others think, that is going to affect our overall happiness. I can promise you that. So that's going to be really what we're going to feel towards the end of the week. I'll be feeling that in Florida some way. <laughs> and again, Venus conjunct Uranus. I think, you know, look where Taurus is in your chart. Again, this is happening in my ninth house. And on the full moon, I think it's so funny. I'm actually leaving for vacation in Florida that morning. At Our flight is 7 a.m. So I'm a little bit nervous with that with my kids, how they'll react. But I know it's going to be great. And it's going to be healing. And I'm excited to go down there and relax. And and Sagittarius is in my fourth house of home and I have Jupiter it's rolling planet my ninth house of faraway trips so that's another way that's sort of like how I'm kicking off the like kind of craziness of my life shifting and changing from the eclipses in Sagittarius and now it's like okay you know things all formed together and it shifted and then it molded back together and now I'm sort of celebrating on a trip if that makes sense that's what how I kind of Put that together. Hold on, what else did I want to talk about here? So we have Mercury moving now back into Gemini. And Mercury's happy. We finished out Mercury retrograde. Again, I talked about that last week's episode. Go back about finishing it. When it moved um, and it went direct into Taurus, it was like all of a sudden some of our, and then it was trining trining Pluto last week. So I'm going to tell you this story. It was kind of like our BS you know, we all have mindset BSs, thing, patterns, character defects, things we're not proud of that we either inherited, you know, whether through astrology, through DNA, whatever. It's things that we are going to have to learn and evolve. We're always going to learn and evolve. I tell my kids that. And there was just some small things that maybe got brought up and we needed to, that got brought up during 
Mercury retrograde that we really needed to say, hey, I need to quit that or revisions. And for me, I love my drive into work. When I drive into the salon, I have about a 30 minute drive. It's peaceful. There's no traffic, back roads. And I normally get myself into it, you know, into a nice energetic space for my clients. And I was driving. But of course, I was late on Thursday morning and I got behind this like giant black asphalt truck that was huge and solid black. And I couldn't even see around it. So I couldn't even see the beauty of the road. It was going 10 miles under a speed limit. And I was instantly pissed off. I was clenching the the steering wheel. I was mad. I was cursing it in my name. I was like, please turn. Sometimes I feel like I energetically get it to move. I'm like, make a right at the stop sign. Make a right. At the stop. And it didn't. And about 10 minutes into it, I said, oh, my God, this is my sign. I didn't even realize that this is my sign that I need to let go because I can't either way I'm going to be late. I can't be late. You know, I can't change that. So I can either show up to work with good vibes or show up to work with bad vibes. And I chose to let it go. I can't change it. And it's my own power dynamic. Like how dare this truck go slow in front of me and how dare this happens. And again, I said, it's not worth it feeling that anyway. I hate feeling that agita agita or whatever and then it sets the bad tone for the rest of my day so it took me you know a couple seconds to let it go because I still didn't want to it was like the ego and then I let it go and I cruised I was like didn't even care anymore and I remembered at this uh, light on Bridmore Avenue that I could take this back road to go around the light because the light's a pain in the ass anyway and there was a whole line of traffic and that truck was like 10 cars behind that so I ended up ahead of him and a ton of traffic once I put my mindset straight got to work my client didn't care that I was late and all was good and had a great tone to the rest of the day so that that was it my lesson was don't be late or bitch if you are late lose your attitude again you can't control it you cannot control what is happening but you can control your reaction and that can lead to a smoother day a smoother life so remember that it takes that work takes work and discipline to change our mindsets so the rest of the week um let me see what's happening here so mercury is moving back into gemini it's moving into my 10th house so wherever gemini is your chart it's moving and it's going to be making things happen fast and positively positively <laughs> positively there we go it's going to make things move smooth, fast. It's going to be quick. The overall energy, you're going to have quick conversations. You're going to have interesting conversations. You're going to be more witty and you're going to be interested in maybe, you know, I don't know, studying something new or all of a sudden something out of the blue. You just want to have some more information, but you really want to connect with people on an intellectual level or and however your intellectual, you know, what you like to talk about looks like. You want to connect with people and you're going to have more conversations. Again, being witty and thinking will be on your side as this happens in transit. Gemini, it's home. It's home in Gemini. And on TikTok, you know, I've been doing a lot of Gemini videos just talking about Geminis. And Geminis like to, what I love about Gemini energy, and this is a lesson we're going to learn while Mercury is there, Gemini understands the depths of the world because it's Mercury, and Mercury likes to know and it seeks to understand. However, even though it has that information of the depths, it really chooses to still have fun. It chooses to let go. It's a mutable sign. So we're going to choose to have more fun. We're going to choose to seek to understand. But even if something hard comes up, we're going to say, okay, something hard, and I'm going to take that in, and I'm going to understand that. However, I'm going to release it and choose how can I look at the situation and have the most fun with it? How can I get my most... Um, the feelings I like to feel the most in a positive way, how can I bring them into that situation? And that's going to happen. When it first moves in there, it is, you know, under the beams of the sun. 
And some mercury things can be burnt up, you know, in the middle of the week when it first hits the sun at that degree. I got to see what degree it is. I actually didn't write that down. But when it hits that, sometimes it can be hard. But again, it's in its own chariot. It's happy. So at one point, when it's under the beams, right, it's as it's moving towards the sun, there can be some little bit of mercury retrograde things or or. Our voice can sometimes not be heard. However, when it enters to the heart of the sun, it is protected in its home chariot. So Mercury things are going to be lifted up. And our forms of communication, our mind is actually going to be very positive and lifted up. So remember that as that happens. And we'll talk more next week. Again, I'm not sure when next week's episode is going to come out. It depends on what I do uh, with my vacation. I want to remind everyone, though, um, follow me on TikTok, Cosmic Colleen, 1C. And every day or every couple of days I post transits and I go throughout my life and all of a sudden things, my day today will just come to me that, I, that are about this transit. I have astrology on my mind 24-7 and I'll sit in my car or go somewhere and I'll just talk about more to it. So you want to, especially if you're interested in this daily, you definitely want to check that out because I share more than I always share on this podcast. Instagram as well, Cosmic Colleen, onesie. I know I am ready vacation. I work very hard. I put a lot of work in, but I love to just relax. That's why I put so much work in and it's been a year. So I've really taken vacation and we, you know, we have this crazy flight and I'm like, I just can't read. I put in my kids in their bathing suits. When we get to the house, I'm not even going to unpack. They can just go swim and I'm going to sit by the pool and not have to do any hair or any, you know, anything. Cause again, astrology and doing this is still very, very fun for me. It's what I love to do and what I enjoy to do. So that's the transits. What else do I write here? On Thursday, the sun is going to be trying Saturn retrograde, and the sun will be squared Neptune, and the moon then goes into Aquarius. So the sun trying um, the sun trying Saturn retrograde. There could definitely be a time for rewards, for our hard work, our purpose, our path, or maybe if we've been feeling stuck with our purpose or path, all of a sudden, with you know, again, Saturn retrograde is really more of a positive thing when it turns retrograde. All of a sudden, we have like ideas or. We put in enough work that we finally busted through. I was watching, um, oh God, what are the imitation game or the, in, I don't know, the incession game, not incession, I can't remember, but it was Southern, I can't even think of what the guy, the Doctor Strange is in it, came out, I don't know, seven years ago. That was a really good movie that reminded me of that. He's trying to make the first computer to take out the Nazis and the son is trying Saturn and put in the work, put in the work. And even though people were, making fun of him and saying it sucks and so he didn't stop and he believed himself and all of a sudden he had a breakthrough and it was positive and he saved the war you know he won the war so something along those lines maybe not so big and dramatic but something along those lines will be happening so then venus squared saturn this weekend so uh let me see also this full moon is really good time for those of you that are that i have listening that maybe are trying to be maybe have some kids, this would be a good full moon to do that. I took down that note, so I don't know why that came to me, but if you are trying to conceive in some way, this would be a good time to do that. So that is our episode. Again, guys, next week I will try to get it out to you as soon as I can, but go back and listen to some older episodes. Maybe you can go back to 2020 and listen to my interview episodes from two years ago, the quarantine files, I called them, I people all over the world. And they're fun episodes. They're ranging anywhere from like a half hour to 45 minutes. I had Three interviews of people in Australia, I mean, all over. And it's cool to go back and hear because they were stuck inside and we were talking about their lives while being stuck inside. So 
You can always check out those old episodes if you need something to listen to, if you miss this voice so much. Uh, Thank you guys again for your support. I love you all. I hope everyone has a good, beautiful week, a happy full moon, and uh, believe in yourself. And enjoy the moment. You saw my video I posted of the Capricorn Moon Rob from last week, and I asked him on his birthday what his uh, best advice is, is be content. We're searching for more and more and more, and... That never, you know, never satisfies us because then eventually, you know, the what we did have is gone and we regret it. So remember that. Stay content. Tell yourself, stay content. Thank you, guys. I hope you all have a fabulous week and I love you so much. Goodbye.